0: What up all you beautiful Misfits and Rejects out there. Thank you for joining me for episode 112 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, I sat down with Willow Sana from willowlovesyou.com. She is a transformational business coach who helps entrepreneurs hatch their big ideas. You know, the visionary entrepreneurs who are maybe stuck and feel that kind of glass ceiling. They're not really being able to push you. Well, she helps. She calls herself the doula of big ideas and help people birth those big ideas and really get them out there and and help people achieve that sort of mission, that underlying goal that maybe they were put here on earth to achieve. She's a really powerful, inspirational lady, and anybody who's interested should definitely check her out. She does a lot of great work. She has a great free masterclass that you can sign up for and get a feel for what she does, how she works, and then she has a really cool course called light map, where it helps you kind of figure out your path and shines a light on where you're meant to be and how you're meant to get there. If you're a first time listener, please pull out your phone and hit subscribe. If you like this episode, if you're inspired by it, please rate it and comment it, comment on it. After it's done, you can follow misfits and rejects on Instagram. You can get a feel for these people, what they look like and me and my travels in my own path into lifestyle design. Just like last episode, there's a little bit of background noise, a few planes fly over. You know, we're a guerrilla podcast. We're getting really rad, inspirational stories wherever we can. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Willow Sana. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes quit the limiting stories, really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact, I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today I'm joined by Willow Sana from willowlovesyou.com. She's a transformational business coach for visionary entrepreneurs and a very very powerful woman and it's been cool talking to her and getting to know her over the last you know few weeks here in thailand we worked together in um, our retreat get shit done so i got to know her pretty well and just to see people coming to you for advice for questions that are very far along in their own entrepreneurial path it's cool to see that you do command a lot of respect within this nation that'd be cool to bring you on and just kind of show the world what willow's all about and yeah show them your side and your spirit welcome to the show.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Chapin. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Well, yeah, you just got back from a border run as we do in these places, <laughs>
1: Yep. <laughs> which
0: seems like it might have drained you a little bit, but it's nice to have you back. And you went to Cambodia, right?
1: Yeah, Siem Reap. My first time I was stoked. I think that's my 21st country that wow. I added to the list. Yeah, that's it's great. fun. great.
0: But is it primarily all the countries you've been to are in Asia? Because I know you came here four years ago. And I have definitely. Have been really
1: yeah, exactly. Sorry. I've definitely done a ton around Asia uh, because I've been here for four years and and I lived in Hong Kong. So doing visa runs in Hong Kong is like my great excuse to go to Vietnam or South Korea. Uh uh, but I also have been to Europe a bit and, you know, of course, like, you know, Mexico, Canada. Uh, but I have so much more to explore, like in all South America and Europe. Um, but, so, yeah, definitely very weighted heavily in Asia. <laughs>
0: One thing I liked about just the conversations we had is like you've created this life for yourself. where You actually are doing the dream of most of us. Well, it's like six months here and then six months there. And then six months here at another place, and it's like you've really structured it and designed it in that way, which is, I mean, hats off. Congratulations. Mm. That's kind of what I think a lot of us digital nomads are striving to do. You obviously do it in a way that you make a good living now. Um can you talk a little bit about maybe your upbringing? Know you know, you're born in Colorado, but grew up in San Francisco. Mm. You've always been very creative, artistic. What was life like for you growing up?
1: Yeah, I was born and raised in Colorado, mountains of Colorado, Steamboat Springs, and um, which I'm really grateful for. It's how I got the name Willow. <laughs> it's very really like hippie parents what happens. And then I spent my whole adult life. I was literally landed in in California by the time I was like 20, 21. And, um, after going to art school in Colorado. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I've always been, um, creative. I always have been on the creative path. I've always, know, I graduated high school early. I dropped out of art school. Like I've always been just kind of like blazing my own trail in many ways. Even when I moved out to California, I like packed up the small little car that I had and just like one little car and me hit the road when I was like 20. So yeah, I've always just, um, been very much an artist and a free spirit that's paving my own way.
0: Was it, you think, influenced by your family, like your parents? Is it just something you got in your genes? Like, why? Like, why do you get to be that courageous and (laughs) go just do your your thing?
1: That's a great question. My mom, actually, she is the one out of her family that, like, got out of Indiana. And, like, everyone else, all my, like, cousins Mm -hmm. have, like, so many kids, and, and they're still in Indiana. And my mom was, like, the one who got out, and she moved to Colorado. And I'm really grateful that she did because I do think, like, her free spirit and her getting out and seeing a new land is, yeah, probably in me. Um, I also know that growing up in like a small town, like Steamboat Springs, I, I knew there was more out there and I was really excited to just be around more cultured, you know, life, you know, I wanted to not be so landlocked. I wanted to be somewhere where there was this exposure to more, more culture, more, you know, just everything. So, um, and I think also growing up in the mountains of Colorado with so much snow, I always was just like dreaming of palm trees and dreaming of California. So I did it as soon as I pretty much as soon as I could, I went for it.
0: But I mean, as you, riding in California realize it's not palm trees and it's not warm, especially in San Francisco. There's
1: definitely palm trees, but it's not Southern California. That's for sure. It is not that, uh, that warm. In fact, I spent, you know, 18 years in San Francisco wearing like jeans and and hoodies and sweaters. And so living in Asia now has been so awesome. Like just wearing little dresses and flip-flops every day. Like I just want to do it for the rest of my life. so good.
0: Well, you're on track to do that. I mean, pre-conversation, pre we talked a little bit about, you know, how you piece together this life of yours, you know, pre-willow present today Um. was you chasing, not chasing, but like following your intuition, really seeking out spiritual ways of doing things, um, harnessing the power that you have within through various odd jobs, artistic jobs, you were illustrator. Um, when did that really big shift come like that? You like really just found the person that you are today Mm. and then took that into a a business sense or an entrepreneurial sense that you said, I have something to offer people that now I can charge them. Not that you came from like only trying to make money point of view, but when you found that confidence to say like, what I have to offer is worth something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So I always call my, you know, this kind of uh, evolution as many incarnations. So I've had many, many incarnations and, um, you know, I was an entrepreneur first, like at 19, and that was a very conscious business. It kind of woke me up to that there was more, literally gave me this, um, the phrase, like the, the JOB is just, a, you know, just over broke. And so I, I think from a very young age, I got in, in view that if I was an entrepreneur, I would have, more like just agency around what my life looked like. And I liked that idea clearly being already, somebody had already like made these big leaps. And so, yeah, I think I've always, always made big leaps and followed my heart. And, And that requires like facing so many fears, right? Um, so I was always creative. I went to art school. I knew that I wanted to do that. Um, but you know, this was way back when art wasn't as revered as it is now. And like design wasn't even as revered or that it was much smaller and harder to get into. Um, so once I moved to San Francisco, that's, this was in 1996. I, uh, actually it was like shortly after that everyone was starting to get computers, like everyone, you know, 96, 97, everyone started getting computers a lot more. You know, some people had Macs before, but pretty much as soon as I could, I was like scanning things and making my own websites and like tinkering around and was really geeked out on what I could do online from way back. And, uh, so then like, while I had been working for this, um, education company with all these authors, spiritual leaders, which was incredible. That's so aligned with what I love to do. Um, uh, I actually finally got a role as a, like, production artist for this e-card company. It was technically my first startup because I, and I still have stock in them and they're, they're still around, which is so incredible. They're still privately held. Um, but essentially, yeah, this was like 1999. Um, and so long story short, I, you know, had just basically jumped from being a production artist to this flash animator and designer to a web and graphic designer for a major firm in um, San Francisco. And then when I got laid off from that, it was like a blessing in disguise. So this was, in the major major crash it was probably 2003 there was a big bust and a lot of companies just like went down and nobody was spending you know the 30 to 50 grand on websites that they had been at that time um, and I was a super active blogger actually at the time. So I had been posting about like shows and music and my cat and like just random stuff. Like I literally had a blog before anyone called it a blog or let alone had a strategy around it. I was like saving HTML files to my website. And so I get laid off from this job. I of course do a blog post about it. of like, you know, holy cow, what am I going to do? And I just moved into this new place. And, and I ended up starting getting jobs my way. Like, people knew me in the communities I was in, um, both as a, uh, going to like rock shows as well as just blogging and, and whatever that they were like, hey, Willow does web design, so let's hire her. So, I started doing web and graphic design and, um, like, pretty much right out of the gate made as much money as I had been making at my full-time job and, um, so fast forward a few years I started a, a whole clothing line with my designs and illustrations on them. Once again kind of being like I don't want to work for these other people. I want to use my skills for something that I can grow and build for myself. So I did that and as soon as I started doing that, so again this is like 2007 when Etsy and and Shopify had just been come on the scene. So there was a lot of people that still didn't know how to sell their products online and I was like Already designing my own websites, and thankfully had all these design and tech skills. Um, so tons of people, you know, started being like, "I want to do that," and so I started speaking and coaching and consulting other creative entrepreneurs. And, and now, you know, then so like <laughs> fast forward some incarnations, um, gosh. I then was a co-founder of a few startups. Um, the two startups I was then a co-founder of were both also in this space, helping other creative entrepreneurs who wanted to sell online. And so both my geeky skills, my marketing skills, my, you know, being able to like talk to people and be so excited as well as like have the creative vision all really helped for these companies that I was working with. Um, and, On it, like, fast forward to 2012, I left my last startup just knowing that I had deeper, bigger work to do in the world. I knew that I wanted to work in a more heart-centered, body-centered way, uh, that I wanted to help people get over the fears that were limiting them from really the success that they could have and not just have my, like, face in spreadsheets. You know, it's like I was here to do
0: bigger transformational work. That's really cool. So then when did you marry the idea of, um, taking all that on the road and taking Uh, the show on the road? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So actually by this time, I had already technically been location independent. I'd been living in San Francisco and I had this great place there with like rent control, which means you hold on it to it forever. Uh, and I had technically been location independent, but when you want to hold on to this place, right? And I was also building businesses. So you have to remember for like 10 years solid, I was building businesses. I was like, I built the web design and graphic design business and like rocked that had been hiring people, you know, built that really big time. Um, and then did my clothing line business, built that really big time. And so, you know, anytime you're building a business like that, you're putting your all into it. And so I think at that point I just was like so focused. I mean, I hardly dated anyone during that time. I was just like building businesses. Like I call myself now a doula for hatching big ideas and a doula is somebody who helps, um, you know, women through the birthing process and this is literally, you know, I always say that I don't have babies. I, I birth businesses <laughs> and I help others birth businesses. And that's what I did for 10 years solid. So I think in that realm, I just was like, I have this great life in San Francisco and I can do it from anywhere, but I'm here now and I've got this great business. So when the opportunity came for me to move to Asia, that was exactly it. It was like, Hey, I can work from anywhere. So let's do this. And I finally like exercise that location independence.
0: What was the opportunity?
1: I fell in love with someone ah, nice. <laughs> and he asked me to move with him. He actually got a, a big offer to help open up a restaurant in Hong Kong. And so he was like, Hey, I love you. You can work from anywhere. Come with me. Uh, so that's, yeah, it's what got us. I mean, it's literally, I feel like it took that kind of, I call it like a swift kick out of a comfortable nest Mm -hmm. to really get me out of there. Cause everyone was like, you need to stay in this place forever. I had this adorable, like junior one bedroom. And I remember thinking, God, can we just please visualize me in something bigger than a junior one bedroom? (laughs) Just, you know, it's like, I know that there's bigger things out there. Um, so it was a, a really welcome thing and it just felt right. And I went for it and I'm so glad I did.
0: Good to talk about that because I actually have a friend who has rent control in San Francisco in like primo location. Yeah. And he's fucking miserable. Mm. (laughs) But it's that lingering sort of like, I can't, I'm going to let everyone down.
1: Yeah. If I
0: let it go, like you must encounter that with your clients. Like how do you nurture them to take that first step and break out of that sort of, like, construct of, like, oh, I'm going to let everyone down if I let go this perfect apartment in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, well, so, you know, my work is definitely not to, like, tell people that they should be location independent. Like, they can do whatever they want. It's really about... But I do think inherent in the same thing you're saying is very much the same... um, Construct in which we get really attached to our identity and our tribe. Which there's nothing wrong with that. It's very you know primal, Um, and yet for us to really recognize that if we are to, it's all comfort zone, right? It's all comfort zone, and so we do that with our tribes, with our location, with our homes, and and what feels safe. And there's you know nothing wrong with that if that's genuinely what you want. It's also what can hold us back from really like experiencing life and, and it requires a lot of courage. I was just thinking this on the way over, like, you know, even if we like, this is where I, I get so into the emotional side of things and how, how often we can walk through life um, or in our relationships from this place of avoidance. We don't want to look at it. It's hard. Um, it feels challenging. And so we kind of just do this like, la, la, la. We don't want to really have to face it. And that's so convenient, right? That's so, it just, it allows us basically to like cop out as opposed to the courage to look at something head on, the courage to, to face something or, or, you know, ideally take that big leap and let it be messy. Let it be scary. And this is, I had a program actually for a couple of years that was called Momentum and Abundant Expansion because that year that I moved out to Asia, I here I had fallen madly in love. My business had no kidding, like 5 xed. I had been doing keynotes all around the country. I had just everything had just like exploded in the best way. And I call this abundant expansion because we have a tendency as humans to upper limit ourselves. Um, this is a a great term. And if any of you guys are familiar with, um, the, there's a a great book that's called the big leap by gay Hendricks. And these are who I was trained with. Um, and my teachers were gay and Katie Hendricks. So great book, highly recommend the big leap by gay Hendricks. And he talks in that book about the upper limit problem. And you know, this is another way to say it. It's like how we self-sabotage, right? And so when things are going great and when you're achieving all this success, how much do you actually like knock yourself down? Or you might even have like a great weekend with your partner. And then on Sunday night, you get into a big fight. It's like, how can we handle all this joy, all this bliss, all this pleasure, all this success. And what's fascinating, and this is the work that I do now is a lot about, it's what I call embodied leadership because this is about allowing ourselves to ha- allow this into our body. But the common misconception is that we need to like handle it like, oh my, right. Cause if you have all this intensity happening in your life, the, just the overwhelm and the intensity, even if it's blissful and joyful, it can be like, oh my God, I don't think I can handle this. I don't think I can handle this. And one of the big things I realized around that time was this isn't for me to handle it's for me to let go. And that is such a powerful awakening to have that, that for you to let go. So I mean, during that time I even I, I mastered what I call like the laugh cry, where you're just losing it basically. Like I felt freaking crazy because at, at, when we expand, when we laugh or when we cry, it's a form of expansion. We need to do that to allow our bodies to process it through. I mean, you're so physical as a surfer, like you must get this. Like we have to work our emotions through our body when it lives there and it stays there and it's stuck or for staying in one place. Cause that's comfort zone. Often we're not able to actually process that through. And when we do go there, that's when we grow. That's when we expand.
0: So you have what techniques that you help people with that kind of show them like, hey, laugh cry for the next twenty minutes. I should
1: run laugh cry sessions. That's hilarious. Uh I I would just say that the the work I do is Very body centered and it's very heart centered. So we get out of, and it's really, we have such a tendency as like big visionaries and thinkers to want to be in our heads and want to like have all these ideas or put together these plans. And, you know, that's something that I find is that, you know, certainly online, especially everyone's going to like the how to and the list and the top 10. And, and some of those things can be great. I very much believe that there's value in having strategic action. Absolutely. Uh, but, I know for myself, being on the spiritual path, being a creative, being very heart centered, that sometimes I can't just use strategies and like go to's and lists to get myself through it and actually get myself to show up to it. And same with the clients that I work with. We have to look at what is the underlying thought process or belief or emotion, um, pattern, right? That is, that the way that we're operating that keeps us where we are. And if we don't look at that, if we don't process that through, which very much is about coming into relationship with your body, what's your body telling you, what's your heart telling you, um, what's going on, you know, deeper than what our brain wants to do, especially because our brain is so often caught up in, Lizard brain, fight or flight. It's making decisions usually based off of a very like, you know, linear, um, fear-based uh, survival. Yeah, exactly. And it's and actually, our deepest truth can come from within, deeper down in our body.
0: So, do you think you can teach intuition to somebody? Hmm, and yeah, to like help them understand where that might reside within them and how to harness that. Absolutely.
1: Power? Yeah, I think a really big part of the work that I do is. Really, number one, there's a huge piece of this, which is just about permission and having somebody who understands your language. So that's a lot of what I find is that there's some people that they might, you, you guys might even be listening to this. Some people are like, I don't even know what she's talking about. Like some people genuinely don't get this. And what I find is that the people who come work with me are like, Oh my God, you finally understand what's going on. And, and here's specifically for any of you guys listening who might get this if you are in a place where you are expanding or you're on a spiritual path, you have a calling coming through you, a message coming through you, or a vision for a business that you know you want to do, there's a point in following that call that you can kind of feel a little crazy. You don't understand it yourself. It's literally knocking on your door and it's not going to go away. And you are met with having to figure out how do I do this? What do I do? Especially because I often work with those who have been consummate professionals in their careers already. They've been very successful So they've gone down this path. They know how to make money with that. And now they're being called like something else is emerging. They're being called to do this bigger work in the world. And that feels really daunting because they're like, uh, are people going to like this? Do I, I don't know how to do this. How do I make money with this? And all of that, like in our physical body brings up this very fight or flight survival. We just feel like, how do I, what do I do? Right. And then if we have any patterns and thought things like it's going to bring up are not enough or I don't know. And all those deeper, almost like childhood wounds that we may not have worked out, but it's like time because we're being called to serve in a bigger way.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, I can relate for sure. Like I literally at points in my growth and when I achieve certain successes throughout my goal setting, like I feel almost a physical glass ceiling Yeah. That it's like mental patterns. And I can feel like trying to push through a breakthrough. It is so hard. Yeah. It's so interesting how it's like a literal physical response.
1: And, and how much courage it takes to stay present with it and looking at it because this is, you know, that we just want to stay safe or we want to, you know, stay small or try to find a work around. Like we are just crafty humans, you know, that we want to just try to make it easier on ourselves, but ultimately to continue. And I think that's the thing. And I actually, I notice this about myself and for any of you guys who are wanting to go for something. And I think you're a great example of this too, from what I know of your story is that perseverance that it takes. Right. And I notice that in myself that like for better or worse, right? Like, like what a fool that I didn't learn my lesson the first time, but actually not really, because I feel like it's so courageous that I'm like, huh, that didn't work. I'm going to try again. That didn't work. I'm going to take what I learned from that, from my failures or from my trip ups or from, you know, all that. And I'm going to try again in this new, different way. And I've watched myself do that in several instances where it may have taken me now like a couple years to get where I want in this thing. But the thing is, is it's finally fricking happening. And that's, what's making my whole spirit and my whole soul so happy. Not the least of which, which is that I'm actually able to genuinely serve the people who I am here and meant to serve with this gift. I just had to figure it out. And thank God I stuck with it, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes life isn't going to let you figure it out until life's ready to let you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. you,
1: you have to go through a few lessons. Yeah. I like,
0: try to be efficient and does 10 things on this, but just life's like, no, nope, you're not ready to really accept yeah. this knowledge yet. Right. Um, do you think you would have gone traveling or lived abroad without that sort of initial... Kicking the butt from love.
1: Oh, is I wish something on your
0: horizon like, oh, I really want to travel and get out of here.
1: Yeah, I did, and I think I just, you know, this is like this posse that I know you've been introduced to recently as well. Like, it's really funny. I mean, life just shows us what is possible, you know all all at the same time, right? I, so before even that, um, now my ex boyfriend had asked me to go with him. Uh, that. Spring. I had done a keynote in Portland and, um, there was somebody there and I, and like in February I'd listened to the TMBA podcast and, and they were all about like, go to Thailand. It's amazing. Like they were, I remember them talking about, yeah, like talking about Thailand. And I remember putting that on my radar. Like that sounds amazing. Like all these entrepreneurs that are living over there, that sounds awesome. So this is 2014, February, 2014. And then, um, here I am at this talk in March and this guy's like, yeah, I'm a part of this thing. And you know, you've got to go to Southeast Asia. Like it's just, it's just totally amazing. You're just running into entrepreneurs everywhere. And I just, and I remember I literally was like, okay, in the fall, I'm going to do a trip to Asia and I'm going to check this out. And I, I never even told my boyfriend at the time about this entire conversation, nothing. And it was probably wonder a month later that he was like, I just got this offer in Hong Kong. Let's go. I moved there in August of that year. Like it was just nuts how the universe was already like planting little seeds that that was going to happen. Yeah, I guess.
0: It. yeah. <laughs> You mentioned earlier, um, you kind of alluded to only working with women, but I know you don't. So I just want the audience. Yeah.
1: To great question. It's so, it's such a hard thing for me to, declare. I, I really love, I've worked with men and women, and I actually, I do think that men really can benefit from what I'm now understanding. And we talked about this a little bit and I'd love to, to share with everyone listening because I think it is so fascinating, especially in relationship with our calling that there's a lot of what I have done that I've had to just then reverse engineer. So, um, I've kind of come into now owning that I do basically channeling, that I'm channeling and that also I'm a bit of an oracle in the sense that I can s- sort of sense into the future. I can, I have visions and, and a lot of my intuition comes to me in visions and metaphors that I then translate. And so, I can see these possibilities into the future. It's also a bit of the energy work I do with people is that when you're around me, and you might even have a sense of this, when you're around me, I energetically open doors for people. And so this is the feedback I get all the time. So as you're even operating in your life, anyone who's listening, right, what's the feedback that you're getting from people? And all the time, I would notice that when I was speaking or when I was coaching or working with somebody that I would just open these doors of possibility for them. So what I've come to realize when I reverse engineer my own work and start putting names to this. So when we're talking about like speaking the same language, I'm really grateful for mentors and guides around me that have helped me put words to this. Like, Oh my God, that's what I do. Thank you. Like somebody knows what that is. Right. And that's a lot of the experience people have working with me where they're like, Thank you. I didn't know what this was called, but here I have this like massive library now of wealth of information from all the hundreds of thousands of people I've worked with who have experienced things like this. So what I've realized reverse engineering my work is that it really is, um, this is more technically like the feminine way. So if you, if you know about masculine and feminine energies, the masculine way is like, we're going to do this. We're going to make a list. We're going to make a plan. You know, it's very like more linear. It's more like, let's go for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love it. You know, you saw me in in the get shit done. I love making it happen. Uh, and there's this other side of me that gets that when we tap into our intuition, whether you're a man or a woman, when you tap into your intuition, when you listen to your body, when you listen to this calling and you allow it to come through, um, it just, that's a different way. And it's, it's really this integration of doing and being. And when you can start working in the flow in that way, how you can operate in your business in your life just completely shifts. So to answer your question, I, I love working with both men and women. And, um, one of the things that I'm just doing right now is experimenting. I, I, like last year I held a group program for just women and I'm, um, launching this new program for just women. And I think I'll do retreats for just women. I'm really, really, uh, passionate about creating safe spaces for women to thrive and grow. Um, but, you know, I have a hard time with it too. There's a lot of men that want to work with me, a lot of men who are incredibly creative, incredibly intuitive. So I have a hard time declaring it. I don't want to leave anyone out, right.
0: but you do have a master class that's available. I'm assuming to both sexes, right?
1: Actually, it kind of speaks directly to women. I mean, listen, it's going to help everyone and okay. tons of men. I actually get emails all the time. Like that was so helpful. I heard that you were kind of speaking to women, so I won't set up a call with you. Like, you know, but, um, but tons, I mean, please, by all means, everyone watch it. This masterclass is something free. I was telling Chapin about it. It's um, something that I just put out. It's like, I had to cut it down actually from so much content to try to fit into like basically an hour, hour and 20 minutes. But so what's in there is like the best of the best of what I know. And this is essentially, it's called Close the Gap it's all about closing the gap from where you are to where you want to be. And why I'm passionate about this is because so often I see entrepreneurs working on stuff that they shouldn't be working on for where they're at in their business right now. And the, the, the tendency to kind of have this leaky bucket of both of our time, our energy, our money in our business is what, you know, takes us so long or we get discouraged or we don't see the results that we want. Right? So close the gap. This is this masterclass that it, you can access and uh it walks you through these five essential shifts that you need to make that are kind of mindset heart set shifts um that are just crucial for getting where you want to go in your business. Hell
0: yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. What Is it on your website, WillowLovesYou.com, or
1: yeah, WillowLovesYou.com/slash/masterclass. Okay, so really easy to get to. Yeah, do you'll love it. You will love it. I also
0: you also have a book. Is that correct? Double down on your genius.
1: Double down on your genius. Yeah, (laughs) so. This is a book that um, it should be out right at the beginning of this next year. I've been writing it, I wrote it a ton in, in GSD. Uh, I'm so excited about this book. This is all about owning your gifts, aligning your actions and flourishing in your calling. So I'm all about doubling down on your genius. Like my unofficial title, and I think you guys will all love this, is basically stop fucking around and do the important work that you're here to do in this world because there is a calling. There's something that's coming through you. There's something that's knocking on your door that you know that you're the best at, that you're passionate about, and it's not going to go away. So freaking do it. Stop derailing yourself or, or lulling yourself into this false sense of mediocrity. It's like go for it. Let's do it. Double
0: down on your genius. Hell yeah. yeah. What about this Facebook group that you have as well?
1: Yeah. You guys will also love this. (laughs) You guys are my people, these rebels and misfits. Um, I have a Facebook group. If you guys are interested, if you're on this path and you're wanting support, it is for badass activators and conscious creators. And that's what I call my crew because they're, you know, really, um, integrating both of these things, right? Like you're driven and you're passionate and, and you're willing to like go for it. So that's this like badass activator. You're going to make it happen. And then you're also a conscious creator. You care about whatever you're doing so much. Right. And so you want to be conscious about it. You want to do some good or great in the world. You want to help people. Right. So it's that combination. So you can look it up on Facebook, badass activators and conscious. It'll Creators. be in the show
0: notes for everyone listening. I'll have a easy link to find you, but I mean, there's so many words of wisdom in here that we could probably close the show right now and, and, and on that, but is there something that you could impart on us, you know, as we mm-hmm. say our goodbyes so say that one person is listening, that really relates to your story what can you tell them to take that first step into the unknown, scary places of the world or entrepreneurship or just relationships, spirituality? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I have to say I am a huge fan of support. I think so often we have a tendency to kind of lone wolf, right? And I told you my story. In fact, um, for any of you guys who do check out my site or, or search for it, this, we'll put it in the show notes. It's called Wake Up with Willow. And actually in that is this whole, um, waves of initiation story that I, I talk about how essentially I had to like, Learn the hard way so many times from my own lone wolf tendencies. I mean, you heard me, like, I hopped in my car at 20 and cruised out to California on my own, and like, I've always been that. And this independent spirit, this trailblazer spirit is awesome. And when you're growing a business, you could really use like mentorship, support, guidance and especially when it comes to your time, your energy, and something that you care about when it's so close to your heart. So I'm a big fan of calling and support, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Um, any way I can support you guys, I love connecting with people all over the world. I've got clients all around the world. And so please reach out to me if there's any questions you have, you know, or, or join the group. Um, you know, just, to remember to not try to do it all on your own. And that's a lot of what I help my clients with as well is like getting to the point where they are delegating and actually scaling their business which requires a lot of letting go, you know. So there's the whole process in it and um and it's it's a beautiful thing cuz it shows you entrepreneurship period, right? It shows you parts of yourself that you don't want to see. And it also helps reveal these discoveries and these, these gems within who you are and who you've always been that you get to then flourish in and blossom even more and become more of who you are.
0: Beautifully said. Yes. Willow was in my group for 10 days and yes, she was a huge help just having that support, just a sounding board. Hey, what do you think about this? I don't like it. Do this. It's like, yes, thank you. I just need that extra bit of like, thought process and creativity in my own day to day. You know, it's just so helpful. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, so awesome to be here. I love this conversation. Thank you, Chapin.
0: Awesome, Willow. Thank you so much for joining. You're such a beautiful self-starter, such a trailblazer in the life that you've designed for yourself. We really appreciate you coming on and inspiring us to really take that first step and and just start making shit happen. You know, getting out there, mixing it up, going after that lifestyle that we've always dreamed of. Remember to check Willow out at willowlovesyou.com. Sign up for that free masterclass. Let her know that you heard her episode on Misfits and Rejects. And if you like this episode, please remember to rate it and comment on it on whatever podcast player you're listening to it on. Please subscribe. Remember to follow us at Misfits and Rejects on Instagram. And if you want to support Misfits and Rejects, you can do it at Misfits and Rejects on Patreon, a monthly donation, whatever you want, $1, $5. It all helps. It's all appreciated, but none of it's expected. I love doing this for you guys, getting super inspired by all these people I'm meeting around the world. They're helping me really focus in on where I need to be, how I need to get to where I want to go, and the steps I need to take to continue perpetuating this lifestyle design thing that I've been striving for for a long time. So please remember, I think you all are so very beautiful. Happy holidays. Get ready for the new year. It's going to be a big one, 2019. Let's set our goals. Let's make those changes, start taking responsibility for our lifestyles, and make it the best 2019 we can. Much love. See you New Year's Eve. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspire you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you.